Hello and welcome to the Scrimba podcast. On this weekly show, I speak with successful developers about their advice on learning to code and getting your first junior developer job. Today, I'm joined by Christopher Kuhn, a successful Scrimba student who just got their first junior developer job. It took Christopher almost three years to learn to code well enough to get their job, but that's only because they were doing it out of passion on the side after already working a full-time, tiring job. That's so impressive. Even when I had no motivation to do this, I was like, okay, let's do this just for 15 minutes or 10 minutes. And after 10 minutes, you're like, okay, this is interesting. How does this work? And one hour and two hours and three hours later, you will realize, okay, you spent a lot more time than 10 minutes. I can't wait for you to hear the full story, as well as Christopher's specific approach to landing their first job. Let's get into it. My name is Christopher. I'm a developer's official professional <laughs> developer since six weeks. I'm learning development for three years right now. I'm from Germany. I'm 35 years old. So I started very late in my life with web development. Yeah, this is what I found out three years ago and I never stopped learning development. You hesitated a little bit when you said professional developer. Does it still feel strange to say out loud? Yeah, absolutely. Because I see my team. We are a nine head team and everyone is super smart about the projects and they can solve everything in minutes. It's my feeling, my personal feeling. I'm pretty sure they struggle all the way down, of course, like I do, but they struggle in another way and they are more professional than me. I was like, okay, give me my first task. Let's see what I can do. And then I opened IntelliJ and was like, okay, I, I don't know what's happening here. So oh, man. <laughs> it felt like I see code for the first time. So it was like, okay, I, I need to start from the very beginning here. So, and yeah, this is something I face every single day. Well, it sounds to me like you're in the right place because we, we often say that you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You kind of want to be the dumbest, right? Because you can absorb all that knowledge and continue to learn. And for what it's worth, I spoke to someone named Swizek on the podcast a few weeks ago. They're a senior developer who've been, who's been doing this for many years. And they touched on something very similar, which is that when you're learning to code and you're building your own projects, no matter how hard you try or how much you wish, nothing is really going to compare to when you actually get your first job and have to jump into a real organic code base that's evolved over years, lots of connected parts, lots of different stakeholders and people touching it. it. Yeah, it must feel like a totally new experience. I totally get that. Absolutely. I can absolutely agree on this. When you work and when you develop your skill, you're learning from some tutorials, maybe on YouTube, maybe on Scrimba, maybe on whatever source you get. And uh, it's like, okay, the first task is always easy. Like you will get the word easy when you go further. It will get harder and harder to understand and everything is connected so in this case you can handle some tasks and you can handle some workarounds maybe someday when you have some little projects but these workarounds are something you cannot use in a professional environment it's bad habit coding and bad code quality and it's like okay this will fail every test <laughs> i need a professional advice here right now what were you doing before tech and what made you want to make the transition and learn to code full time? I was a photographer. I worked in a photo studio where I met the guy who's um, preparing everything for his wedding. 
And yeah, we, we chit chat about some details and it was more like, I know him for years and <laughs> I never met him before, but the level was like this. And I asked him, Hey, what do you do? And he was like, yeah, I'm a developer. I'm a professional React developer and uh, develop an app for uh, business customers and whatever. And I was like, okay, that sounds so cool. I need to learn more about this. And he said, yeah, you can come over to my company and I will show you everything. Maybe you can join us or something like this. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's make an appointment. Then I grabbed my bike right over there and watched the code. And it was like, okay, what is happening here? <laughs> and, and he was like, yeah, this app functions like this and it has uh, this pros and this cons and we need to work on this and blah, blah, blah. I was like, okay, cool. So yeah, is there any possibility I can learn to code? I will jump in this adventure. And he was like, okay. Grab your laptop, you will get a desk and free internet, and then we will give you the chance to learn web development. Next day, I, I went over there. This was for three months, I think, because, yeah, money was low. The new job was coming closer. I need to get to the new job as a system administrator, but we never lose the contact here. From time to time, I spent my free time after my full-time work job and uh, was like, okay, what's going on here in this JavaScript world? I started with some simple JavaScript code and I realized, okay, I, I don't know how to handle this road here. So I, I don't know which way do I need to go to learn it very efficiently. And a good friend of mine was hearing this and he said, okay, I'm a developer, you already know, and um, I can give you a basic learning path. So on this basic learning path, you can build up everything you need. Uh, so you can choose a framework you like, you can choose the direction you want to go, but you need to learn these basics here. And um, he developed a very, very good basic plan for me. What kind of things were in the plan? What is a Boolean? What is the difference between true and truthy and, and something like this? So the very, very basics. I started with this and I used to keep a good momentum inside of this. So I, I researched everything on Google and what, what is a Boolean? Okay, so I go to my browser in the developer tools and console log some booleans. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is true. Nice. So, okay, let's go further. And it felt so cool. It's, it's very easy for the beginning. Yeah, of course, but you need to start somewhere. And after this, he said, if you want to get more advanced knowledge, you should build something up from zero. I was like, okay, I, I don't know how to build something. And he said, build um, personal portfolio site. You don't have a portfolio, but you can build the site for this. And I spent... I don't know, four weeks for the header <laughs> and four weeks for the footer. And I spent a lot of time to get used to it. And I was like, okay, how can I put a button inside this? And how can I change the color of the button? And everything I Googled down. Yeah. So I was not like the typical tutorial guy who's clicking on some YouTube video for four and a half hours and code along with the YouTube tutorial. Um, I was more like, um, how can I change this? How can I use this? How can I make this? And this is what I did with Google. So I typed everything inside and there's always a guy out there who asks the same question. Always. I'm pretty sure when I look at the code right now, I'm, I will just say, oh my God, please redo everything here. That is a good sign, my friend. It's always, it's always good to look back and think, oh my gosh, I, I wrote that. 
meaning that you've obviously learned a lot since then. It sounds like you didn't have necessarily the privilege of being able to sit down and learn to code all day. You were also working a job and in the evenings, learning a bit of coding, working on your portfolio and things like that. Yeah, that was the hardest part of my life. It must be exhausting. Like, how did you manage your time doing something like that? Uh, when I look back, I don't exactly know how I managed it. But um, when I come home, I just ate, say hello to my girl and sitting in front of my computer. And even when I had no motivation to do this, I was like, okay, let's do it just for 15 minutes or 10 minutes and just recapture something or just watch something or whatever, but do something related to coding. And yeah, after 10 minutes, you're like, okay, this is interesting. How does this work? And then one hour and two hours and three hours later, you will realize, okay, you spent a lot more time than 10 minutes. As a photographer, you jump from studio to studio. So in my case, it was like this. So I, I jumped from studio to studio because the studio was not reliable enough or whatever. And um, yeah, it's I, I don't want this lifestyle anymore. So I decided to choose something I can rely and live a little bit longer with. When I found the development part, I was like, okay, this sounds very interesting. And a company searching developers all around the world. And this was the motivation. Try to figure out stuff I can do in the future with something who's never getting bored because development is yeah, you will learn every day something new. I think you shared an awesome tip that people should note, which is that if you're not feeling very motivated or you're struggling to focus, sometimes just sitting down for 10, 15, 20 minutes in that time, even though that first 15, 20 minutes sucks, you sometimes find yourself getting into something. And if you enjoy coding, as clearly you do, Christopher, two, three hours, they can just fly by. And that's the kind of progress you need to make every day to find success. Yeah, absolutely. I spend the time after my full-time job in the evening. I spend free days. I spend holidays. I spend the weekend. So I spent two years, every single free minute I had to learn development because I love to see you can click on something and something happened in your browser. And it's like, it's, it's like magic. So for the, in the beginning, everything is magic. And I'm the kind of guy who is like, how does this magic work behind the curtain? I know I can use an event and click on something and, and something will happen. Okay, that, that's enough to know. But I want to know why does this work in the background and what's happening in the background with the code and when does the click solve something or whatever. So I was so curious. I think that's the reason why the time flies by. <laughs> If you're enjoying this episode of the Scrimba podcast, please remember to share it with your community, followers, or even a friend. Word of mouth is the single best way to support a podcast that you like, so thanks in advance. Also, remember to subscribe in your podcast app. It could be Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or any other well-known podcast app. We've uploaded every Tuesday since June 2021 and you never know which episode might inspire you on a slow day or spark an idea that changes it all. How did you know that you were ready to sort of start applying for jobs and looking to actually join the workforce as a, as a developer? That's a good question. I never feel ready to apply for a job. The story behind this is because of my um, past as a photographer, I'm always connected to some other artists. And in my case, I met people via Twitter, other developers, UX designers, UI designers, whatever. And um, I asked a question specifically about color management in, in an app. 
There was the woman who's answering this this Twitter post and we connected immediately and I asked her some questions and she was like, yeah, you can handle it like this. And I was very impressed about her knowledge and she is a professional UI designer. After a few months, she invited me to artist project. We never had contact anymore. So it's just, it was this one talk and uh, she invited me because, you know, um, I was a developer, yeah, and as an amateur developer. I said, yeah, of course, um, I will join this artist community. What, what shall I do here? And she said, yeah, you're a developer. Please code us our website. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay. What do you want to do with the website? So what, what's the purpose of the website? And she, told me yeah we are 100 artists and uh, we need a website who's representing our art 100 people cutting out a big art poster and cutting 100th of this art and they interpret their own art inside of this in the end you have a gallery with 100 different artists interpretations of one big art I was absolutely impressed about this. So it, it looks so awesome. I was like, yeah, I will do the website for you. Everything you want. And then I hang up and I was like, oh my God, what did you say there? You don't know how to do this. You don't know how to program a gallery and an about website for 100 artists. Repetitive coding is really, really bad. So you need to figure out how you can program this flexible one card for 100 artists and so on and so on. And I was like, oh no, I, I, I don't know this concept. They said, you can take the time you, you need to, to go through this. We have a finished design. Hang on the design and do the best you can do. So I started with this and I struggled a lot. But I said to myself, so you give a promise. Even when you don't get through the finished design, you can do your best. Try your best. And you can ask for help in different communities if you need to. So I started over and over again and you could see the development on the side. You can see, okay, the header is working right now. So it was a, it was a carousel header. So they flipped through some image art. We had the artist page and I coded one component and it comes over 100 different times because I fetched data from a cloud service and I learned everything in this eight weeks or 12 weeks I worked on this project. It, it, it was life learning. I would see, okay, how can I fetch this? Okay, I need to use the fetch method. Okay, go back to the code and just put inside the URL and see what happened there. This was how I learned this. I'm looking at the website and it looks like almost a dollar bill made up of a bunch of different images, like a collage. I'm going to try and throw a screenshot or a link to the video you tweeted in the show notes so people can check it out. But yes, this looks like an incredibly cool project. I'm looking at the design and the code and I'm thinking, wow, that's pretty impressive. Like I'm not sure how you did that actually. That's probably a lot of challenges. Just to be clear, was this like a paid opportunity or was it something you chose to do for free to both get a bit of professional looking experience and of course learn and, and push yourself in the process? Yeah, it was absolutely free work. So I never received a cent for this, but the skill I earned from this was absolutely unpayable. So I learned a lot with this project and this was my main aim. Yeah, I don't want to get money for this. I want to expand my knowledge and it works. And with this page, to come back to your um, initial question, with this page, I was like, that was so much fun to learn a new concept, implement it in the website and see them working. I want to do this for the rest of my life. And that was uh, the day uh, I activate the online profiles on LinkedIn, on Xing. Xing is a German LinkedIn network. Yeah. 
It's like LinkedIn. It's absolutely worth it to have an account there when you're, when you're searching for jobs. And at the moment, I clicked on activate. A lot of headhunters called me and human resource called me and was like, um, yeah, you're a React developer, so we are searching for a React developer. And I always make clear, so I'm an absolutely beginner. It's more like you need to teach me a lot. And after a few years, maybe I can give you my knowledge back in the projects you earn money with. Before that, you need to teach me. A lot of companies was like, yeah, come back when you know more. Fair enough, I suppose. But at least you're being clear about what you wanted. And, and that's, that's awesome because I think a lot of junior developers maybe feel like, you know, they should be lucky to get anything or something like that, which I totally disagree with. In your case, you were looking for a very specific opportunity, it sounds like, one where you could both contribute and be as you mentioned a bit earlier in the podcast, uh, you, you were always learning from the tasks or the mentors. And yeah, so it sounds like you had a plan and you've kind of realized that plan. Yeah, I had a job at this time, so it, I, I wasn't under pressure to find something or accept anything I can get. So it was more like, okay, I will find a company who's willing to pay me a good salary and is willing to teach me the concepts of coding and um, repeat some basics and get through some advanced topics and whatever. I sent over 70 job applications. Are we talking like LinkedIn easy apply type applications or? I configured this job application bot you can configure on the websites and they will send you emails where they have some job applications inside. And I was very specific, like a junior or trainee or something like this. And they filtered everything out and sent me via email. So I don't need to search active for this. I received emails every day. 90% of them have some job application portals. You can upload your CV, and maybe your portfolio, link your website and yeah, that's it. Cool. That's a good idea, sort of relying on the email summaries instead of having to go on the website every day. And it saves you a lot of time you can spend to expand your knowledge. And, and why not just do it today, right? Like, even if you don't feel like you're ready for a job, the point I'm making is that if you set up these email alerts from the very beginning, even before you feel like you're ready, you're going to have a constant trickle of data, right? That shows you what kind of jobs are going, what kind of skills they list on that job. And that's going to help you both inform what you learn next, but also give you an idea about how ready you are. Because at one point you might look at the job ads and think, oh, you know, maybe some of them don't apply to me, but those that match what I'm learning, I'm actually really close to being ready to apply for. And once you're there, once you feel like you're close, nine times out of 10, you're probably ready. <laughs> like if you meet 70% of the requirements or something like that, you should probably just go for it, in my opinion. Yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so there's no right time for this. You cannot wait for the perfect moment. There is no perfect moment to apply for some jobs. So when you have the feeling you know something and you have the feeling you want to do this in a professional way and maybe you can find a company who is willing to teach you something, the basics and the advanced parts, um, you should just open your profiles on LinkedIn or whatever. Receive the automatic generated emails from the job applications and see what is the recommended skill you need to find a cool job you want to go through. Or maybe you have a company you met on Meetup. Adjust your path and learn the things the job applications wants you to know and apply for jobs. Apply for jobs. 
just apply for jobs. It was like, like I said, um, I sent over 60 or 70 job applications and I was prepared to receive a lot of no's. But one day there was a company who said, okay, we want to know you as a person, not as a developer. And this was the opportunity I was looking for. So they don't want a perfect, skilled developer. They want people who are absolutely motivated to learn this. You sent about 70 job applications. Tell us about the one that succeeded. So the first response was like, all others said, yeah, we will call you back. And I was like, okay, I heard this so many times before. They will never call you back. But one month later, they called me back and they asked me, are you still interested? And I was like, yeah, of course, I'm absolutely interested. So yeah, come, come to our online meeting. We want to learn something about you. It was not the technical part. It was more like, who am I as a person? And am I really motivated to do some stuff? And there were four people, one of the human resources and three developers. And they saw I'm absolutely motivated. So they invited me two weeks later for um, training day. It was like, you will get three tasks and solve this and we will see how your skill level is right now. And <laughs> I went over there and the only truth is I saw the three tasks and I was like, okay, I can, I can go right now or I will try something. I said, okay, I worked so hard for this moment. Just try it. Try it like you did it when you come home from your work. So give it a try. The first task was fetching data from a specific API with an .env data. So you you shouldn't see anything in your live code. It should be hidden in the env data. And .env data is something you keep oh, local. Oh, environment file. Yes, the environment file. And um, this was something they asked me and then fetching some specific data, not everything I can get from the API. And just for some more context, Christopher, what was the sort of job title? Is this a front-end role or was it? So my intentional job application was for a front-end part on React. And they said, we are searching for a full-stack developer on Vue. <laughs> oh, well. And I was like, okay, I don't know Vue and I don't know anything about the backend so i never worked with an environment data or something like this so it was it was too complex for me at this moment and i was very very nervous i was like okay i did something uh, like this in the past so maybe i can go through my github repositories and search for the code where i fetch data <laughs> so, <laughs> and i copy everything from my github repository inside this project and it worked and I was like, okay, cool. I have some data here. Not everything is hopeless, right? <laughs> I kept going on. And uh, so the second uh, the second task, I, can, I cannot uh, say what the second task was because I read it 10 times or 20 times and I absolutely don't know what the task was talking to me. But you got the job anyway, right? So maybe, maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah, because I solved the third part, maybe. What was the third part? The third part was um, showing this data in a specific order, sorting this in a specific order before it gets represented on the website itself. It was maybe a, a simple filter function. It was a topic from some electrical parts you can buy, maybe a plug-in AC adapter or whatever. Is that interesting then? Because I guess if they gave you like an array of numbers or something, you could probably just call the sort function and that's quite trivial. But since you were sorting, it sounds like an array of objects, you had to sort based on a key of that object, which made it just a little bit more challenging. Yes, it was a key of an object and it wasn't that hard uh, when I look back at this. But the nervous part was really pumping in this and uh, was making my head like, okay, this is something I don't know. 
But in the back of my head, there was a voice who was telling me, you know this, just calm down and look at the code, look at the question, read it again. And yeah, I got this and um, they said, okay, when you finish, um, we have a presentation right now. So you can show us the the code and explain us what's happening there. And I was like, okay, I need to present it. Okay. And there were 12 people, professional developers looking at me. And I tried with my absolutely amateur slang of programming <laughs> to describe what's happening there. I said in the beginning, before I start with the presentation, I would say, Most of the code, 90% of them maybe, was copied from my old GitHub repositories. And I'm very lucky it works right here, right now. They looked at me like a little bit shocked and I was like, I just try to be honest here. So you see, I'm not a professional and um, yeah, you, you can see where is the lack of my basics and maybe something is good and what is not that good. And I think this was something they were really impressed with because I kept honest. I didn't make the show. I didn't act like a professional or something. It was more like, I want to play with open cards here. This is my result. The code is, you can see it by yourself. It's not professional at all, but it's working in some way. After this, they said, okay, we will make an internal talk and you can go to the kitchen, grab some coffee and we will call you back when we are finished here. And maybe we have a result. And it was 50 minutes long and it felt like hours. And they said, okay, we watched your code and we watched what's happening in the front end. And it works, yes. You have some lags in the basics and some parts of your code are good. And the most important part is you are honest and you're absolutely motivated to learn coding in a professional way. So that's the reason why we want to give you this job. Let's go. <laughs> I was so emotional in this moment. I was say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. Oh my gosh. This is so awesome. <laughs> What a feeling. After all those years and graft, just working after your other jobs and preparing Man, it must have been amazing. It was absolutely amazing. It felt like, okay, this is this is the moment I worked for the last years and it's absolutely worth it. I spent my free time to get this here. Amazing. Yeah, it's it's feeling it's feeling good. So I'm I'm there for six weeks right now and I started in mid of October. It feels like I started from the beginning. Everything I see there is something I never saw before and It's the same feeling like you started with JavaScript and you say yourself, you will never learn this, but you will learn this. You just need to keep patient and you just need to calm down and maybe you need to step back for once or whatever you do when you're stuck on something. You will have this feeling every day, every single day when you have this, when you have a new job, but it feels good because someday you will get this concept. And then you can solve your own story. So in the last five weeks, I solved three stories and it felt awesome. And when you say stories, you mean like a user story, right? Like you, you completed a feature or a bug fix in the actual production app. Yes. Nice. It feels so awesome when you finish something and you can see the result on the website or on your own desk on the client side or whatever. Yeah. So it, it feels so cool. It feels so awesome. And this is the reason I keep going. I keep going and go through all the stories I can get and learn some stuff. So in this case, it's more like I grab a story. I don't understand what's going on. I grab the concept, ask the people who were working with me in the team. 
and they will give me some advice to maybe you need to look at this or maybe you need to look at the next life cycle or maybe you need to look at mixin or whatever they will send me some links and they will show me in real life what's going on there they were so pair programming like and yeah you will get the concepts one by one Christopher, thank you so much for coming on the Scrimber podcast to share your story. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. That was Christopher Kuhn, a successful Scrimber student who just got their first junior developer job. This episode was edited by Jan Osanovic, and I'm your host, Alex Booker. You can follow me on Twitter at BookerCodes, where I share highlights from the podcast and other news by Scrimber. See you next week.